Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Hi. Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark. Hey. That annoying voice is Miles. And I'm hey. also here with Jackie. Hello. Hi, this Jackie. Is Jackie. Did you introduce me? Yep. Uh, and we are a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that should be obvious. Uh, and this week, um, well, first of all, we have a special guest this week. We have on Diana. Uh, hi, Diana. Hey. Or Silence nice Drowns, right? Yep. Silence. Because I love King Crimson. Oh, is that is that what that's from? Yeah, it's lyrics from Epitaph. Oh, okay. Cool. That's we. I revisited that EP when he uh, made his appearance in the anime, but I don't remember the lyrics. So that's cool. Yeah, when silence drowns the screams. It's basically my favorite song. Ah, I like. Well, I like 20th Century Schizoid Man, and I talk to the wind. I think it's a nice mm-hmm. song. Um, so this week, uh, people following us and the JoJo anime know that. We didn't have the weekly uh, JoJo anime TV episode, so we're improvising, and we watched uh, the second Rohan OVA called Mutsukabe Hill, or Mutsukabe Zaka, which mm-hmm. I'm confused about what that refers to exactly. It's the town. Is it? Is yeah. It, or is it the monster? Mm. We'll get it's into the it. the town. We'll get into it, because before we talk about that... We need to make a quick stop in our correspondence corner, which is just where listeners email us things. So most of them related to JoJo, but not all of them. Miles, what do we have? Uh, first email is from Polaris Gaming. Why is it taking you so long? <laughs> Uh, Players Gaming suggests that we look for very obscure anime, watch a couple of episodes, and give our thoughts. Um, but says whatever we de- decide to do, I'm sure will be great. Thank you. Thanks, Polaris. Thank you, Miles. P.S. I'm sad that JoJo season five will be coming to an end, but I've been catching up on the anime One Piece to fill in the gap. Sincerely, Horny. Good for you. Sincerely, Horny. Is that yeah. we signed off? Sincerely, Horny. Uh, just to fill in the gaps uh, for Diana or any new listeners, mm-hmm. uh, we're panicking a little bit because uh, season four, part five is almost over and then we'll probably have at least a year mm-hmm. or hopefully not two years yeah. of not seeing each other. Well, no. well, oh. The podcast must continue, but what do we cover? Oh. Yeah, so we're, we're kind the of... OVA maybe. Yeah, we have like these two OVAs. We did the Stardust Crusaders OVAs already. We've oh, done no. it all. <laughs> Yeah, we did those. Um, we're going to do the live Bow. action. Have we done Bao? No, I, Bao's on the list, though. I would like to watch Bao. Is there, a, is there a live action of other Araki works, early ones, like Gorgeous Irene or that detective Unfortunately, one? Unfortunately, no. The only non-JoJo work that he's had adapted is Bao, is which Bao. is sure a thing. The dub is just an out-of-this-world experience, and I don't mean that in a positive way. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Oh, that's actually related to another email later about dubs um, that we'll get into. So, Miles, we're just reading this out of the inbox? Yeah, because I didn't do anything. Good, great job. Usually, Miles prepares these emails and summarizes them, but not this week. I got tired of even reading them. Wow. <laughs> to myself. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> You're very mean. <laughs> Uh, This email is from Aaron. We have like two or three Aarons. What do we have here? Uh, Okay, so Aaron wants to explain the Requiem Arrow to us. 
Uh, so basically, it's whatever you really want is what the arrow gives you, uh, but in a wacky and bizarre way. Uh, so Kira wanted his quiet life. Uh, and so that's where Bites the Dust came from, basically, is that no one could find out his identity because, you know, the day would fucking explode and rewind back to 9 or 10 a.m., whatever it was. Uh, Polnarf wanted something to keep the arrow safe, so it created that where you have to jump through all these hoops. Um, and, but I guess, but the body swapping and body morphing feels really out there. Um, let's see. And eh, there's a little bit of a spoiler, I think, about, about what happens with Jorno, so I'm not going to read that. Um. Hmm. P.S. I think when you try to summarize an email, it's hard for me to understand like what was this person actually trying to say because you're just like skimming through stuff. Oh. Well, what was this person actually trying to say, Mark? They're just trying to explain how the Requiem Arrow works because we weren't sure. Yeah. I mean... Does this offer any more clarity? No. Okay. <laughs> Not necessarily, but good try, Aaron. Um, what What is his take? I just told you. I know, but I, I couldn't follow. Oh. Uh, just that it's whatever your deepest desires are. If you already have a stand, you get your desires granted by the arrow, but in a weird way. Mm. It's kind of like a monkey's paw situation, mm. but okay. in an Araki-esque type of solution where it is kind of random and unhelpful. I see, I see, I see, I see. Got it, got um, it, got it. P.S. Can I use King Crimson to erase the break so I can get that last ep? Because I sure am journey for it. Wow. Okay. I'd say that no, you absolutely can't. Because you'd only be able to erase it for everybody else. Diavolo experiences all of the erased time. Oh, yeah. You would still have to wait. And then mm, you, you would yeah, ask... you'd have to get somebody else to use King Crimson over and 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 over. And then Diavolo would be like, I saw it. It was, it was all right. <laughs> I was like, the episode's okay. This email is from Russell. Ooh, kind of long. Let's let's see how this goes. Okay, uh, Russell says, "Hi, JJB Pod Gang. I just wanted Hi. to, I just wanted to throw my suggestion for content to watch when we like when, but until we wait for the part six anime. So Russell's suggestion comes from listening to your podcast episode one two two, where you guys make a persona reference and say social link, and then it hit me like Dio Panini pressing Jotaro with." Rodado Rolada. Roado Rolada. I don't know. Um, Persona and JoJo has several similarities. Uh, the characters fight using avatars that are manifestations of their psyche. Both are thematically rich regarding Jungian Jung- Jung- uh, psychology and the major tarot. Uh, where have we seen that before? Wink, wink. Literally, Persona 4 mirrors part four of a murder mystery that inhabits a small town yeah, and Seinfeld while the video games are far and away superior. Really? You got to play it. If you have time, uh, there is anime for part for persona four and five, as well as the movie, uh, for persona three. Thanks for taking the time to read my email. I love you. Your sense of humor and camaraderie. Keep it up. P S what musical acts slash references of this past decade would make of interesting stands. Um, PPS, I think you guys would kill doing, kill at doing a Hunter x Hunter podcast, <laughs> uh, every time, and PPPS, every time I close my eyes, I think about Golden Experience Requiem only to have the action undo, undone slash reset by GER, uh, Golden Experience Requiem. And 
that makes me horny, which also gets undone slash reset by Golden Experience Requiem. Best, Russell. Okay. Thanks, Russell. I think Russell must be a new listener. Yeah, because he asked this question uh, that other people have asked. But, but wait. it's okay. Let's start at the one just comment about Persona. I think that maybe that could be something that we stream, maybe. Yeah, we could stream Persona 4. Yeah, and we can play the game and we can stream it. I think that'd be cool. Yep. I don't know I, about I don't know why, but I'm in the camp that likes Persona 3 over 4. I seem to be all alone in that camp. Mm. It's really not a camp. It's sort of a... It's just me in the woods, <laughs> really. But Okay. Um, I haven't played 5, but 4 is what everyone says is like part 4. I think it's a bit of a stretch, but... That's fine. Um, um, so what musical acts slash references of this past decade would make for interesting stands? We can ask that to Diana, our yeah. guest. Diana, have you ever thought about that? Like music that you would like to see as a JoJo reference? Oh, like there are a ton of things that would probably be pretty good. But at the same time, I've just got to say that I doubt that whatever we're thinking of is what Araki would use. His music tastes are so broad that trying to second guess him is basically impossible. Mm. <laughs> like with with some of the ones that he's pulled out for Jojolian. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because he'll either be really obscure and it's something I've never heard of, or it's something very common and I just would not expect him to have mm-hmm. picked. That kind I of cannot thing. believe that there is now a Snoop Dogg stand. Yep. Just when that happened, I was just like, hands in face. Oh my <laughs> God, I cannot believe this. Yeah, I was very proud to see an Aphex Twin reference, though. That made me happy. Yeah. Um, and surprised. But yeah, the, the doggy style stand is just like... Oh boy. Oh, okay. No, My- Miles is making a face. It's not like that. I think it is like that. No, Mark. it's not. <laughs> I think it is like that. I'm going to have to get you some links. It's definitely not recent music, but considering all of the similar acts that have been referenced in JoJo, I've always wondered why there isn't a Jethro Tull stand. Yeah, there's a, there's like a few blind spots that are there. Like, I don't know if, is there a Rush reference? I mean, and yes, I think it's only the anime referencing it, but yeah. Um, so. There's another, there's a scene in part eight where one of the characters discusses the Fragile album, which interestingly enough was written right before the anime was announced. So like, I see what you did there. Wait, the Fragile by who? Fragile by Guess. They don't talk about Roundabout, but one of the characters is oh. discussing how much she loves Heart of the Sunrise. Oh, that's cool. Was a bit and of a tip the, of the same hat. album was also referenced as an illustration for Steel Ball Run with, like, with his riff on the album art. Okay, cool. So it's it's not quite the same level of honor as it is to be referenced at, with a stand or a character, but we see you, Araki. Yeah, there's multiple in series references to that specific album, so I'd say it kind of counts. Oh, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Miles, you got this? Jodhod just started our podcast and liked our analysis of the episodes. Uh, they said, it's strange you mentioned Arky's mental state in the last episode. Wait. What? Don't read this. No, it's not. Oh, it is a spoiler. Kind of. Not really. Okay. I guess fuck it. Read it. Read it. Read it. Okay. 
Uh, it's strange you mentioned Arky's mental state in the last episode because he was actually going through depression while writing part five and he's mentioned how he had to change elements in the story because he wasn't emotionally ready for them. Aww. He specifically mentioned Fugo not returning to betray the gang as an enemy like he was planned to because Araki thought it was too dark for him and his younger readers. Aww. Pet theory, mm-hmm. if Araki could restart the part, he'd make Sex Pistols Jorno stand. It just seems much easier to insert into a fight than Golden Experience and just gets a lot of screen time. From Adil Bangladesh. Uh, I kind of wish Fugo came back. It's kind of weird that he yeah. never gets mentioned again. Yeah. I, I think you guys are cool with, with that, right? Like the, the fact that by now you can tell that he's not coming back. Yeah. No, it's a spoiler. Were you hoping he'd I'm come upset. back at the very end and yeah, and just be like poison good job. everyone? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just murders everyone. <laughs> good job. <laughs> that could have been a good final final ish battle or something. I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, the final battle is going to be with the wait. I don't know. Where did we leave off? Is the boss already defeated? Not Pretty, quite. Not quite. Not quite. Almost. Almost. That's maybe? just going to happen, and then we're done. <laughs> but there's an yeah. hour at left. At least there's. At least there's two really good. Well, at least one of them I don't know because I can't read a novel in either of the languages it's been released but the other one i quite like with spin-off novels about fugo so if you really really miss him there is spin-off content i thought it was just purple haze feedback what's the other one there's another one that's significantly older and has only been translated into italian as well as the original japanese oh. called golden heart golden ring that's right that's right yeah, I haven't read either, mostly because I am, like, obsessed with uh, canonicity or things being canon. Mm-hmm. And, like, Araki has said, like, yeah, it's pretty much canon, but he didn't write it. So I'm just being a yeah. weird, obsessive snob about it's it. It's interesting that Purple Haze Feedback is the only one that's been made semi-canon in that it appeared in All-Star Battle. Yeah, that is true, which, yeah, people really love that game and... um but I don't know. I, I've seen some of the original stands and stuff in there. I'm like, I hope that's not canon. I don't think that looks good. But I that, do need to pick that up. I think you mean Eyes of Heaven. All-Star Battle is just that's a fighting right. game. You're right. You're right. Eyes of Heaven has the original stands. Yeah. ASB is cool. I have it. I have the Japanese one on PS3 and realized, like, this is cool, but I do not know enough Japanese to really make it through this. Um, yeah, the uh, the mission for Fugo the, as a downloadable character isn't playing through early part five. You're actually playing through the finale of Purple Haze Feedback, which oh, is cool. quite an interesting decision. And they put parts of Purple Haze Feedback as gameplay for Fugo as some of his special moves, which is, like I said, an interesting decision. It's not quite the same as Fugo actually coming back in the manga, but if you really, really miss him... I'd suggest finding a way to um, acquire it. <laughs> but then then we'd have to read. There's not that many pictures. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't want to do it. But I know everyone loves it. Maybe one day we'll talk a little bit about it. We'll read like, we'll take like the middle page. Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll just open to the middle of Purple Haze Feedback, read it, and then summarize. I think if we run out of things to cover, though, we're probably going to start doing, doing stuff like that. We're just going to read like Time Magazine. No. At that point. No. We'll just have nothing. Um, by the way, nice to hear from someone from Bangladesh. Um, I believe the national language there is Bengali. And I know a few phrases in Bengali. So a friend of mine, his family was from East India, where that's a language. So here we go. Drop them on us, baby. <clears throat> Juto. What does that mean? Juto. I believe it is means... Is that a curse word? No, it means shoes. Oh. Uh, my friend's mom would yell that at us when we came in his house. Not so much a phrase. Because you got to take your shoes off. 
And the other one is Pak Pak Krishna, I think, which every time I say that to someone who speaks Bengali, they laugh. You in, wake up feeling so horny. <laughs> no, no. They, uh, it apparently means like, stop saying nonsense. Like, stop talking uh, that mess. Mm. My friend's mom would say that to him. That's cute. <laughs> Look, everything I know, I learned from my friend's mom. Shout uh, out to your friend's mom. Yeah. Shout uh, out. Write in if you're Mark's friend's mom. That's right. I'm not doxing you. Don't worry. Uh, okay. This email is from Mr. President. Boo! What? No, not that Mr. President. <laughs> This email it goes like this. It's from Adria from Spain, who I think speaks... Uh, no one cares, Mark. No one cares about languages, you nerd. Uh, I, I think uh, that you have to sacrifice... Uh, Adria says, I think you have to sacrifice a soul to defeat Requiem. This is because we were confused as hell by the sun thing. The sun is a representation of your soul state, and when you destroy it, it defeats Requiem. Uh, Diablo didn't fully defeat it because he didn't completely destroy his soul, so he didn't completely die. But when... Uh, Buccellati destroys the totality of his soul. The Requiem was killed. Hope you understood my English. You were doing great. I had no idea that you didn't speak English. It's great that you wrote it in English instead of Spanish. That would have been a lot easier for you, but much harder for us. We would have have made it work. Um, Even though we we couldn't be sure that it was correct because we don't know what the fuck is happening with this sun. That's true. And chariot Requiem (laughs) business. (laughs) This was perfect English and I still don't understand it. Uh, P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so tired that I fall asleep once again. That's good. You should really like invest in a new mattress that or something. That is a mood. No, it, I think it's good to be able to fall asleep quickly. No, but you wakes up feeling tired. Oh, like I don't know what kind of sleep you're getting, or maybe you have like Epstein Barr or something. You should see a doctor. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. Yeah, that's fucked up that you laughed at that. Uh, I don't. I still don't understand this whole thing. Yeah, I don't. They both just punched the sun. I don't know how you could decide that one completely destroys it. I don't know. I mean, maybe the animation for Diablo showed the sun partly coming apart. I don't remember. <laughs> Diana, do you feel like you have a handle on these guys punching the suns behind them to defeat the chariot requiem shadow? Um, only a little bit. I think that it was Diavolo was more trying to shadow it and temporarily get rid of it trying to show okay like just trying to move it away so that it wasn't reflecting onto requiem yeah and i guess he he does kind of scream no when when Bucciolati goes to unzip the whole thing so it sounds like yeah he didn't want it to be destroyed um but yeah i don't know yeah. it's all yeah like i think I think like a lot of the things with Requiem that there probably is some level of personal intent involved. You mean by the the person who's fighting it? Like Requiem has been shown to react to intent just as much as action. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Because um, I'm trying to think of an example of that. But yeah, in the fight where they're basically running down the road, that episode, he pretty quickly catches on to what you're doing, right? Yeah. Hmm. So I'd say that probably the fact that Diavolo was quite intending to live through all of this might have had something to do with it. Okay, yeah, he wasn't really ready to make that full sacrifice like Bucciolati does, which is also easy for Bucciolati considering... Is, is his body still broken apart and like all fucked up? And he's like, I might as well. Yeah. His, bo- his body's dead. There's no way for him to get back. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, whatever. I probably don't have much time left anyway. His body's dead sexy. Nice. Thanks. 
Jackie, do you want to read? Uh, sure. Um, this I email. Think, don't you think you should read this one, Mark? It's specifically for you. Um, no, because Jackie, the second part is universal. This is from Pixels. I the guess. subject line is Mark. The subject line is Mark. Hi. The part four episodes are dubbed. I am not sure if this is brought up in the new episode. I watched the entirety of Jojo and uh, with my anime hating family have never seen any assumed it was filth. <laughs> I just watched Death Note with them and I'm now watching Mob Psycho. The show is very good and it's fun to rewatch with my family. Why is this to Mark? I have a lot of questions oh, about this. The, well, last episode I said that... Um, we talked about possibly watching a dub episode of Jojo and just commenting on the dub instead of like rewatching the whole thing dubbed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but part four probably isn't dubbed yet. And so Pixels is being like, yes, they are. Yes, they are. I, I was just going to ask what Pixels role is in the family. Is it like a child forcing their family no, to watch this? No, I think this, this is a father. Is a, okay. A domineering father who forces everyone Fill to us watch in Jojo. Pixels. Isn't know. it amazing how in the English dub of part four, Rohan voiced himself and absolutely nobody was involved in that? Wait, no, I haven't seen it at all. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, it's an actor who is not particularly well liked. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I, I'm not really that familiar with um, American voice actors, obviously. Mm-hmm. We know Kira. Kira was on the podcast uh, a while ago. Wow, we've been doing this too long. Yeah, she's the she's the voice of Raimi now. Yep, yep. I'm so proud of her. If anybody deserved to be in that cast, it's her. Yeah, that makes sense to have a super fan do the voice. Mm -hmm. Um, And friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. And uh, she had to speak as though her neck was coming apart, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Just just guessing. Um, Okay. What else we got? Yeah, so I don't know. For part four, we'd probably end up... Maybe I shouldn't spoil it, but there's a few episodes that I think would be really fun to watch, to rewatch, revisit. Mm. Um, we could try it, maybe. Yeah. Got a lot of options of what to do. Okay. Um, Miles, you go ahead and read this. This is from Jesus. Hey, it's me. Oh, no, it's from Jesus Christ. Hey, it's me. I've been summoned by Mark trying to say rock, paper, scissors in Spanish. It's actually said piedra, papel, o tijera. By the way, the Jenkinpon arc is not that stupid, considering Mikitaka is a thing. Hey. The title of my JoJo fanfic would be Tequila Joseph's Average Life. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the email. I hope you liked it. P.S. Stay horny. You got it, Jesus. And then there's an Avast post signature that says Libre de Virus, which is just Spanish for free of virus or virus free. Good to know. But isn't Avast very bloated as a program? Can we talk about this for a while? I mean, no. you know I can talk about that for a while. Do, why not just use Microsoft Defender or whatever it is? I agree. You don't need all that bloat. Okay. Anyway, good pronunciation on the Spanish, Miles. That's not pretty such good. a deep conversation topic. Piedra, papel, o tijera. There's no way that Spanish kids are like shaking their fists, getting ready to do rock, paper, scissors. It seems like a lot of... They're going, piedra, papel, o tijera. Why not? We it say does, we say rock paper scissors shoot. That's a big long. That's so easy. Thing that that's we so say. you just said it. Rock paper scissors shoot. Piedra papel tijero. I'm, I'm, it's probably easy. It's probably easy. I can't do. It. <laughs> I can barely do it. Jackie, call someone from Piedra your extended family. Yeah. yeah, pretty good. Everybody's pretty doing good. it. Jackie, call, call someone in your distant family who speaks Spanish on the daily and ask them if this is what they do. Distant family. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't even have to be that distant but yeah i guess yeah 
I can, well, speak, I can find somebody who doesn't know any English in my family. That's what that's them. what that's what I mean. Yeah. Really, I didn't want to assume, but I feel like if you can speak English, like if you live in America, you're going to be like, man, piedra papel o tijera is too hard to say. I don't think. Let's so. just say rock paper scissors. I think if you're a native speaker, it's easy. <laughs> I'm fucking around. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, yeah, you're right though. It really isn't that much more I cumbersome. Think, I think in English, it's hard if English is not your first language. Yeah, you know? rock paper. I mean, Japanese is perfect. John Kempon. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Real easy. Um. Hmm. Okay. This email is called Hiatus Hellscape Thoughts from Chris. Ciao, gangstars. What? Can you start with ciao? I don't know. Speaking of future plans. Yes, you can. You can? Okay. Yeah. I don't speak yeah, Italian. It's, it's both hello and goodbye. It's whatever you want it to be. It's so versatile. I love it. It's like aloha or shalom or uh, <laughs> hey. Can you say hey when you leave? <laughs> No, you can't. All right, I got to no, catch this train. Really. Hey. <laughs> um, just, hey, door slam. Uh, speaking of future plans, I think if you watch Hunter Hunter, you should also check out Yu Yu Hakusho, which is Togashi's other manga and was one of the other big three stars of Shonen Jump, along with Dragon Ball and JoJo Stardust Crusaders during the early 90s. I think it would be cool to compare JoJo with one of its contemporaries instead of just something it influenced. Ciao, Chris. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up hoping for a part six announcement. Mm-hmm. I've seen Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh my Hakusho. god, same. Yeah, I, not just for the podcast sake, but also just because I read part six a long time ago. I think I let some of the negativity influence my opinion. Um, what and, negativity? And in part, some of Bloof's Twitter really has actually made me want to revisit um, part six just to read mm. it or something because I'm like, yeah, that is all really cool. <laughs> Um, and Bloof is the biggest stand for part six. Um, but Miles, what were you saying? You've seen Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah, it was on Adult Swim for a while. Really? Yeah. I I, I would always see it, but... Oh, wait, no. It, Yu Yu aired Haku- on, it aired on Toonami way back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was okay. dope. I liked it. Okay, I was confusing it with Inuyasha. That's what I was picturing, but yeah. Well, quit it. All right, I'm I'm good now. I don't know what it looks like, but I know it's not big white hair girl people would always compare blake griffin of the la clippers or now of the detroit pistons looked like thanks. one of the characters from the show like exactly like him i forget his name now oh, i have to look it up <laughs> yeah thanks uh i'm gonna look it up right now what's that diana i was saying like which one did he look like the, like, the red-haired guy oh kuwabara kuwabara he looks exactly like kuwabara i'm looking it up right now Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> I know what Blake Griffin looks like. But, yeah, look up Blake uh, Griffin and, uh, what is it, Kurahara? Kuwabara. Kuwabara. That's really funny. Blake Griffin's got a good sense of humor. I bet, I bet, he, uh, I bet he'd be okay with that. Let's give him a call. <laughs> All right. Right in. Let's bring, in that, bring him in that Discord. Hey, Blake, how's your off-season going? This <laughs> next email is from Chad. Chad says, Aloha, JJB Pod crew. Aloha. Wait, is this your friend Chad? Yep. Yeah, this is your our personal friend Chad. This is our good friend Chad. Chad. Uh, Aloha, JJB Pod crew. Have any of you seen the recent AMC series Nosferatu? It's n- Nos n- number four, A number two. Anyway, Nosferatu. Characters called strong creatives have things called knives and it's inscapes which are basically stands which allow them to allow them unique abilities tied to their wants and desires i highly recommend folks check it out plus the story is by joe hill the son of stephen king which is neat nepotism 
If you end up deciding to watch a non-JoJo property in the interim, have you considered changing up the podcast name to JoJo JoJo's Bizarre Podcast Gaiden? <laughs> Lastly, in your opinion, what are the overall qualities of a good stand? Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Every time I hit the new 700 character limit, I wake up fee. Okay. That's great. I actually want to count and see if this Pretty is... Pretty funny, Chad. Chad, I want to see if this is 700 characters. I bet you did uh, commit to it. Um, Miles, I don't think you can call Joe Hill nepotism because he's got a pen name. No one knows he's Stephen King's son. Now Chad just outed him. Yeah. <laughs> Chad Look, revealed Stephen it. King probably still helped him out. There's no way he wasn't in like meetings and going like, uh, my dad'll kill you if I don't get this job. I don't think that's... Actually, if you've read interviews with him, he worked so hard to not let anybody know who his dad was until he'd started up his own career. Yeah, but what if his dad worked behind the scenes? <sighs> that's true. Maybe he kept it from his dad. Yeah, that's a point. <laughs> but at least, his, at least he meant well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is to be admired. Yes, I definitely, I definitely like that better, even if, it, even if it didn't work, even if he wouldn't have gotten a TV adaptation if not for his father, which we're just completely speculating based on Miles' negativity. What a spooky it's, family. <laughs> what a spooky family. Yeah. Not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> what? For those who don't know, I'm part of the Adams family. Um, oh, Mark Adams. Sorry to dox right. you, Mark. <laughs> you know how I always snap my fingers in rhythm with the theme song? You've seen that. I don't know how to do word count in uh, Apple's text edit. Stop. It's character count. You don't need to fact Whatever. check ta- uh, Chad. We know, we know that he, he did it. Because we believe in him. You're probably right. Put it in a Google Doc and then do tools word count. And it should give you the character that's, count too. That's so much to do. I'm not doing that. The listeners are learning that we're not actually counting your characters and we're just eyeballing it. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what 700 characters looks like. It looks like like three tweets. Mm. Sweet. <laughs> uh, I have not seen No Sforatu. I was a little interested in it because I like Joe Hill. I read his short story collection. Um, it also has, oddly enough... Jackie, do you remember that um, YouTube sort of phenomenon viral? She does the like how to do makeup thing and it's a parody and it's about how to get men to like you. Her name's uh, Sailor J, I yes. think. Yeah, yes. she's in Nosferatu. Oh. That's like her big break oh, into like, awesome. mainstream media from oh. YouTube star to... I want to see that because yeah. I like her a lot. She's really she's really cool. Yeah, Jakara Smith or something, I think. Um, God, I can't stop doxing people. Just kidding. It's probably in the credits. If you're famous, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> if you're famous, people know your name. That's true. Okay. Um, hmm. So I guess it's time to talk about the episode, right? Well. Yeah. The OVA, rather. So this is uh, an OVA of the, I want to say, third um, Rohan one-shot. Uh, I think it's the second one. Well, it's called episode two. Yeah. But the first Rohan uh, OVA and one shot is called episode 16. Why? Despite, so Araki what is just, this, Star Wars? He just kind of used random numbers. Um, basically, these were published like way later. These were started in like 2007 or something like that. Is this the second one we've seen though? This is the second one turned into an anime. Yeah. The first one we saw was Millionaire Village. That one I remember. That one with with the little the little Which butler. Which isn't even the uh, first of the Rohan shorts that he drew. Right. It's after this one. Yeah. 
it goes i'm looking at it now a list of the the published like actual comics it goes episode 16 2 5 6 gucci 4 7 8 9 and i don't know where louv is 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 louv not part of the the rohan weirdly one enough it isn't louv is considered its own thing even though it has a lot of spiritual like community with the um thus book kishibe rohan series it's published as its own book whereas the uh, oh. rohan shorts compilation does contains gucci but it doesn't contain louv right right and these were pu- i bought it in japanese because i have a problem yeah i have i i i bought the first arc in japanese and then was like let's let's stop this we don't <laughs> actually if you want to hear my real problem was i bought the louvre ser- the louvre one in french because the french one came out before the japanese for some reason but then i went and bought the japanese magazine where it was first published because there was some really good ultra jump bonuses that month yeah, this was in... What, Somebody the, needs to stop me. <laughs> jump Square or Ultra or, or Monthly Jump or something like that. These were like, they're in their side, like a spin-off Jump magazine. Not the usual. So these these run in parallel, I believe, to the mainstream JoJo. Anyway, everyone gets that. Uh, everyone understands. Everyone's on the same page now. Um, so yeah, this was, this originally Actually, date- wait, I forget, there mm-hmm. is one interesting thing where Mutsukabe Hill and the Louvre has one thing in common, which is that the outfit that he drew for the cover of the short for Mutsukabe Hill was also the same outfit that was used for the cover and opening pages of the Louvre. Oh, really? The same like Rohan outfit? Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of if you find if you want to go and find the um extremely extremely expensive real action heroes Rohan wearing that outfit, the what people think of as the Louvre outfit, it was listed on the website as being the Mutsukabizaka outfit. Oh, okay, because that's where it first debuted. Yeah, I'm comparing them now, and yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, There's a few little differences in the bias tape and flaps, but only somebody like me who actually cares about bias tape would really notice. Yeah, that's... Um, wow, I've never heard that. What is bias tape? It's a sewing method for applying trim around things like it's how you would actually do when there's outfits that have just a stripe of a different color around the edges. You'd apply it with bias tape. Mm. Oh. I've been sewing too long and I've made too many JoJo outfits. Yeah, that's so what, what is, um, I guess people are probably like, no, talk about the episode. But before I guess we <laughs> Let's talk about fashion instead and no, sewing. I mean, and- what, what JoJo characters have you cosplayed? We didn't really touch on oh. that. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I've been cosplaying JoJo since 2007 and Okay, I'm going to just list off the ones that I've made for me, because if we start including the ones that I've made for other people or helped other people make, we'll be here all day. So I've done two different Jonathans, Lisa Lisa, Susie Q, um, Kakyoin, Polnareff, um, two different Koichis, uh, um, Yukako, Giorno, Mista, Dopio, Two different Naranchas, um, Mew Mew, Foo Fighters, Rikiel, White Snake, and two different Johnnies. And I, I think I might have missed one somewhere, but when there's that many. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just it's just a blur, isn't it? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's over 20 just for me she's mm. that's like that's some hardcore fandom right there we never really uh i think oh. we, we never really got to introduce like diana oh, like yeah, who yeah. are you who are you what are Hi. you what are, how, what do you diana, know about jojo also known as i'm diana also known as silence drowns I'm an absolute fandom fossil who's been involved in the fandom since 2006 and involved in cosplaying JoJo since 2007. I'm a pretty hardcore fan, as you would guess. I'm also lucky enough that I've gotten to work on a professional level with Viz and Crunchyroll and Bandai Namco as a both for videos and for booth promotions to help promote JoJo. Oh, that's really cool. That's awesome. I did not know Which that. Which means that technically I am a professional expert in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I would, and if I had anything to say about it, that would be the first thing on my resume. Mm-hmm. You can put a, print I'm out a business card. One of the only, I'm also one of the only fans that I know to have ever once been in the presence of Hirohiko Araki himself. Although Ooh. the sad part is... I didn't know who he was until oh, three years later. Aww. And when I found out that I missed his last overseas fan, like fan convention appearance, the only one, and he's not doing another one until one in Italy this year for the last 16 years. And when I realized like 13 years ago that I'd missed Araki's appearance, I just straight up wanted to shoot myself. Aww. Why were you in his presence? Was there some kind of meeting or something? He made an- he made an unannounced appearance at Anime Expo 2003 because oh. he was already in the area doing location scouting for Steel Ball Run. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, so he's the real deal. He actually goes to places yeah. to write he about He actually them. went around to almost all of the places in Steel Ball Run, and he was already in Southern California, heard there's a giant convention, and just dropped by as an unannounced guest. He was sitting at a table with a translator in the dealer's hall for the entire event. And I remembered that weird booth because there's all of the vendors and then just one table with two Asian guys just sitting at it. And that was just weird enough to stick in my head for years. I just walked right past it. When I found out who those dudes were, I was so upset. So upset. I can imagine. And I mean, back then too, it must have been easier for them to be out in the open uh in the u.s because jojo fandom by 2003 Basically didn't exist yeah i i wasn't was aware of it until the, it was just leftover people from the fighting game basically yeah and and it, that was that was before the big dio the muda swift uh thing swept the internet i think or maybe around that time um, yeah, it was before. The, uh, I think peak Muda Swift was like 2005 and six. Yeah. That say. sounds right. That's when I got into it. Was because of that. Um, I know. Um, yeah, that 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 sucks. Because now, yeah, you wouldn't be able to to even get near him. I don't. I think that's probably why he doesn't go overseas as much. Maybe is just because it's probably a big pain in the ass. Do all that many public fan appearances in Japan anymore. But yeah, I've been involved in I've been involved in the fandom on so many levels for so long. Like mm-hmm. it's just something that I feel really passionate about. Yeah, well, don't don't mistake our confusion and and frustration with some of the the strangeness of Araki's writing with with uh, unappreciation. We're big fans too. Um, oh well, yes, I think that some of the things he's done is anywhere from kind of bullshit to oh my god what are you doing it doesn't mean that it's not my favorite fictional series of all time yeah i think that's a good way of looking at it yeah and i think with this ova you can kind of see that 
when not bound by the sort of serialized nature of having to write a manga, you know, chapter every week or eventually every month, um, you know, you see something that's just much more cohesive. And I think that's true for the animation quality um, as well, that it's probably still time something, and budget constraints, but not as much maybe as weekly TV. Something I also really liked about the uh, Mutsukabe Hills short is that you get a sense of some of the other kind of things that Araki likes. Like, if you read the um, little quotes in the back of the manga, he's talked a whole bunch in various ones about how much he loves horror movies. Yes, we, yeah, we read his list. Obviously, when you can obviously feel that in some of the arcs of the manga or anime itself, with this kind of thing, you really get even more of a sense of the sort of things that he likes outside of whatever the hell he puts into JoJo. Right. Jackie, are you going to say something? No, I wasn't. Okay. You just like being close to the mic. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm pretending to be here. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mutsukabe Village, it starts out, or Mutsukabe, well, it's not Mutsukabe Village, that's Millionaire Village, but I confuse the two a lot because they start out very similarly where... At the cafe. Yeah, it's just Rohan at an outdoor cafe in Morio. That's where he takes all his meetings. Yeah, it looks like a nice place yeah. to take your meetings. And... Uh, he is visited or interrupted by his editor, who is not the same editor we got uh, in the other OVA. Who's that? Doesn't it, something horrible happen to th- her? This editor is named like Minoru or something. Minoru. Well, no, she technically comes after this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, his name is like Minoru Kamafuso or something. It's a really weird name. He picks strange names for his like native Japanese named characters, mm. but it's cool. Um yeah, and uh, he interrupts him. Rohan says something like, while it's rude to show up late to a business meeting as a professional, it's also rude to show up six minutes early. To, to meet with a mangaka. Which... Is it? <laughs> Why? Is it? Rohan, what are, you, what are you doing? He's not even doing manga. He's reading... He's looking at, I guess, an art book by Dishdale. I think that Rohan is just a super pissy contrarian who likes to be vaguely annoyed at all times. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he he immediately dismisses it too. He's like the guy's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, should I not be early?" And Rohan's like, "Yeah, whatever." Anyway, yeah. it's like, "But I am Rohan, and it's fine." <laughs> um, Rohan reminds me of a cat sometimes in aw. that he's just constantly a little bit angry, and it's kind of cute. Mm. that's true yeah and he just sort of acts like he doesn't really need people and yeah he's a little uh, for lack of a better word kind of bitchy um i love him and then do they right away start talking about payment they get interrupted by, by those autograph seekers yeah right one of them was the lock guy from part four and i yep. think the other guy was a part four character too i just don't remember him oh, really? yeah that was akira otoishi the one who had um Red hot chili pepper. Oh, the chicken man. Yeah, the electric chicken. <laughs> um, yeah, with the guitar as well. How soon we forget. Uh, are they in the original one shot? Because the JoJo Wiki explains that the part four characters later were added into this animation. They're not in the comic, but it doesn't mention these two. So I wonder if they were Wait, isn't in... Akira dead? Doesn't he die? Am I wrong? I think no, he gets is... sent to jail. Okay. Oh. I think this is before anything i don't know is it Maybe no not. it isn't because no because he knows koichi rohan is 27 in this okay. whereas he's he's younger than that in actual part four 
Okay. And he says he's staying at Koichi's house, which I love. Yeah, it'd be because weird if he did that I before like knowing that he, him. I like that he mentions things that he had to sell because he's an idiot financially, and <laughs> it includes his volumes of Sailor Moon, yes. or his Sailor Moon merchandise, and his Led Zeppelin vinyls. It was good his taste, Rohan. It was Very his Sailor good Moon taste. figures, is what he said. Yeah. What a so shame. He has a bunch of figures. And That's his tension. And, and if, if Araki continues to deny that this is a self-insert, it's just like, <laughs> sure it is. It's really funny, because Araki goes back and forth between... I'm not saying Rohan's based on me, but he's totally based on me. And then alternately, I'm nothing like Rohan. Right. The one where he mm -hmm. says that his big problem, there was one of the uh, author short or comments in, I think it was Steel Ball Run, where he said the problem is people assume that he's as scary as Rohan, where he's like, no, I'm not. I'm the sort of person who gets eraser crumbs in my tea and drinks it anyway. I want people to feel comfortable around me. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> then the rest of the times, there's like things where someone asks, "Is there any character that looks the most like you?" And he's like, "Rohan." Like, <laughs> Come on, dude. That's right. And Araki is known to fling his autographs uh, across cafe tables. He does dripping, them in coffee. Dripping coffee. Please give me one, Araki. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah, you could do a coffee autograph. That shit stains, right? Yes. Yeah. Why do autographs have to be in ink? Uh, I think it's easiest for people. Is coffee ink? It is, can be. I've seen people blood. draw on coffee. I have not. I need to go to the cafes you're going to. <laughs> um, let's see here. So, yeah, we get these these nerds show up and they want uh, Rohan's autograph. Presumably they read part four. Um, and he asks uh, right away. I don't even think they discuss like what's coming up with like what the meeting is there for. Yeah. Rohan's just like, by the way, <laughs> I need an advanced payment because... I am bankrupt. I bought some mountains. <laughs> I bought a few mountains. Um, you know, I got scammed. This guy told me he owns he, the bridge. I bought the bridge. He, he sold it his was, house, too, right? He sold yeah, everything. Yeah. I thought it burned down. He was, oh. He was like, he's like, I wanted to buy, I wanted to buy a mountain so that I could research something that was on the mountain. But then there was also a resort that was being developed on some of the other mountains. So... In order to preserve that one mountain, I had to buy all six. So <laughs> that I and but now there's but now since all the prices were jacked up because of the resorts being built and there is no more resort being built, now it's kind of worthless. It's like, dude, <laughs> please rethink your financial decision. Are manga authors typically very wealthy? <laughs> I would um, be shocked. No, no, they aren't unless they are particularly successful. Like. Some of the big ones, the ones who everybody's heard of, those people tend to have a lot of money. And I guess you can like, but the ones who are just the average ones whose works aren't particularly successful, don't have all that much merchandise money coming in. The ones who are just doing it as an everyday job, those people tend to work themselves to the bone for horrible hours for not nearly enough pay. Mm. So I guess Rohan is one of the super successful ones. Yeah, yeah, he wrote Pink like, Dark Boy, dude. Oh, yeah. How could I forget like, about Pink Dark Boy? In part four, everybody is talking about how popular Pink Dark Boy is. So you've got to assume mm -hmm. that Rohan is uncommonly successful for a manga author. Yeah, especially since people can like recognize him and like ask for his autograph. Like, yeah, he must be pretty successful Yeah, for people to know his face. I don't know? think they're blowing money on mountains, though. Yeah. On mountain land. I mean, it, well, that's why he needs an advance. <laughs> the biggest one I could think of maybe he would all be the savings. The, the Dragon Ball creator, Akira Toriyama. 
uh, probably is loaded. According to Google, which means nothing, he has a net worth of $45 million, uh, which might be mountain buying money. I'm not that experienced in the mm. whole land game. Maybe they're like really tiny mountains. They're the, yeah, the cheap mountains that you get, <laughs> you know, on sale, like Black Friday mountain sale. <laughs> Maybe it was like that, but still expensive. Um, so yeah, he buys it and like the value should have shot up when they built the resorts and then they just canceled the resorts. <laughs> so he really got screwed um, on this. I wonder if this is based he on He wanted something. them to cancel the resorts. So really he yeah. just made some extremely dubious financial decisions. Oh yeah, he definitely screwed up. I but, wonder if this is based on something Araki actually did. Like if he blew his money on something? Like he bought some land or something to do research. <laughs> yeah, or like flew somewhere to do research, but, you know. Ran out of money. Yeah, some, something happened. <laughs> they, they bulldozed the famous uh, historical site or whatever. Um, I, ho- yeah, I hope he didn't buy mountains. Uh, but then he explains that he was going to go there um, because he wanted to look for a yokai, which is a sort of mythological creature that Japan has these legends about, many of them based on uh, household objects and stuff. We've talked about them, like the umbrella yokai and um, things like that. Uh, hopping. No, that's Chinese. Um, they're all over. What is it? Spirited Away? Is that the one that has all the yokai? Uh, yes. Also, um, what was it? Um there's been yokai-inspired stuff. Obviously, Yokai Watch has that, and mm. um, Gegege no Kitaro, and uh, there's actually been some yokai-inspired stuff in Mob Psycho. Season two opens up with some of that. Yeah, that's one people want us to watch. Uh, some of we're going to watch some of it, not all of it. Uh, Mob Psycho's good. Okay, another recommendation. Um, so he. It's weird the way they were he refers to the yokai as a creature mm-hmm. because it's it's I don't when I watch it I don't think of a creature. Mm-hmm. I don't know. These are people yeah who have some sort of condition. You know, these are just people who who bleed a lot. Araki, it's Yeah, but there's also what's weird They're hemophiliacs. Uh they never stop bleeding. It's like they die, don't actually die and like if you spray water on them they become young again. So it like That's true. It's almost like they're really old creatures, you know? Yeah, but it's just and some of it's translation, you know, using pronouns like it. Um but it was just weird for me. I was almost like so are they possessed? Like is there some sort of monster in them? I didn't quite get it, but I think he is referring to the people. Um, and he says, yeah, that he wanted to go investigate um, these yokai and uh, he needed to see it with his own eyes. In order to do that, he had to buy those mountains. And he then tells uh, his editor, Minoru, what he heard. Um, well, he says he was successful. He says, mm-hmm. I did find some yokai. Uh, and he then tells them this horrific tale Yeah. Uh, of this girl, Naoko, who... Her family was like wealthy and they owned mountains and stuff because they had a miso farm. Yeah, they're right. in the miso business. Yeah. Yeah. You love miso. I do love miso. I don't. Yeah, that's okay. It's f- you can give me your miso. I would say it's below average. I don't say I hate it. I don't say it's average. I'm like, mm. I just like You're some- going to have some difficulty if you ever read or watch Golden Kamui. <laughs> Is that about miso? I, I don't mind reading it or seeing miso people makes, miso. Miso makes such an appearance in Golden Kamui. It's... I'm sorry to hijack the the uh, my appearance on a JoJo Con- podcast to say that Golden Conway is good, but 
golden kamui is good. I've seen people, maybe it was just you, but I was going to say, I've seen people in the JoJo Twitter uh, going nuts over golden kamui when it was, I guess, last it's out or something. It's one of those, yeah, it's one of those things that for some reason a ton of the JoJo fans are into, along with like Hunter Hunter, Doro Hidoro, a few other things like that. We should watch that. I'll put it on <laughs> the talk list. about it. We'll yeah. check it out. I'm going to ask one second. You can edit this out. I need to open up another can of lemonade. And that's oh, go for not, it. I don't want to do that when everyone's talking. Okay, we'll take a break. Oh, there we go. Okay, there we go. <laughs> break over. Um, okay, so there's this rich lady who lives uh, on this miso farm estate. She's and, the daughter of the family. Right. She's an heiress. Mm-hmm. and uh, she's engaged or betrothed to somebody, but you don't find that out immediately. You just see a dude playing Gradius. Uh, playing video games. On a TV, at which point, by the way, nitpick, but he holds the controller up in front of the screen for a second. Dude, you don't know where you're flying. He's not good. He's, he's really not good. He <laughs> thinks you have to put the controller against the screen. Maybe that was the demon I mean, you that. see him get a game over really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. Maybe it's all her fault because she says, I think it's time for you to go. He says something like that. Like, I think we should stop for today. <laughs> like a therapist. I don't know what she says. Because <laughs> she sees her dad pull up and goes like, oh, and I guess she's not. They don't know about this guy. Right. Because it turns out he is a side piece. And in reality, uh, her dad showed up and has her fiance with him. Uh, we find out. I'm bad at the whole linear uh, no, you're, you're doing summary fine. thing I it's, like to jump ahead and then it's okay we've t- learned time is like a fluid you know yeah time's yeah. like a fluid that you just pour uh, it into whatever container people listening have seen this probably so they don't need us to like not spoil things ahead you know maybe um so she is like uh, she's like in the middle of trying to dump this guy and like the guy that's in her house um, well, because because he's like, what is there? Someone else? Like you're getting all nervous, and she's like, well, now you know. Yeah. And she throws him a bunch of money, and is like, look, this wasn't gonna work anyway. I'm engaged. Mm-hmm. You're just a boyfriend. And then he grabs her, and then she like, I think slaps him, and then he slaps her hard, and she's like, what the fuck? And they like kind of start fightle- fighting, fighting, fighting. Uh, <laughs> like yelling at each other and like shoving and hitting each other and stuff and like she pushes him away and like when she goes to tell him like yeah i have a fiance and stuff he's already dead at that point like his when she oh like, really yeah like she was telling him all this stuff and he like doesn't do anything and then it, and then it, he just moves forward and it's he has a bunch of blood on the back of his head i don't think he actually got to her hear uh her confession oh yeah because she's like he, he doesn't yeah, get to- she shoved him away and he fell up against the golf clubs and apparently one of the golf clubs killed him. Yeah, it just really sharp. Yeah, um, what kind of club was that? Nine she, iron went in there. Like, she must have hit him super hard. You sure it was the nine? Uh, you called my bluff. <laughs> I don't know anything about golf. I've never seen a weird sharp golf club like that. Yeah, because they don't exist. Uh, this man has a soft uh, skull <laughs> and this pierced it like a... Uh, like a little baby like, like that chocolate sauce you pour on ice cream that hardens and then you break it with a spoon yeah okay or a baby you're right babies have really I soft think heads there's also um feeling there's also a little bit of a soft spot around the spinal cord at the base of yes. your skull but it didn't quite go there i don't think i mean maybe it, but still i that, don't know it look it's weird because the initial wound is at that spot but then later on it moves further up the skull i think just so that it's more artistically interesting yeah i um, noticed that 
I noticed that where he was bleeding from moved between the early part of the episode and later on. Right. I mean, you know, Araki has changed, you know, entire hairstyles and uh, clothing and uh, powers, you know, over the course of uh, of an arc. Why not move a wound within an OVA, within a one shot, you know? Like, that's a few inches. Um, so she's she says something. She says, look, you're wonderful. You're great, but it can't happen because I'm engaged. And he just doesn't respond. And she's like, what's up with you? And she goes to shake him. He falls forward. Uh, there's a hole in the back of his head where the golf club went, and he is bleeding profusely. Uh, and uh, then I think, is, is it then that she hears her father being like, hey, I brought your fiance. Yeah. yeah. He wants to see you. And she's like, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> um, and she then tries to get towels to like put on his head and um, just stop the bleeding. But she can't. And then it, it, for a little while, it's just sort of this zany yeah. comedy of like them trying to get in and her trying to hold them off and stop him from bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. Yeah. And at a point, she notices that like he shouldn't be bleeding this much. He's bleeding too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, she, and she just tries like different things. Like she puts the towel on then she tries sewing it up at one point and then she tries Take- heating up a spoon yeah. to like cauterize it. Yeah. That's not going to work, lady. A lot of gross stuff. Yeah, um, there's something else too. She I mean, puts well, like she's a like, Don't come in, guys! Don't come in! And she, it sounds like she's like moving. She's like obviously like 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 moving things and like yeah, lifting yeah. things. She's like screaming. Like, <laughs> she's like, like I'm just cleaning. I'm not dressed. Don't please don't come in. <laughs> I'm getting dressed in someone's blood. <laughs> yeah, but she's going like please don't come in, please, <laughs> please. And there's like probably I'm like I don't know if they can hear the sound of like blood gushing, but there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty intense but she's like dragging him around everywhere like breathing heavily like there's a lot of commotion that they probably can hear but yeah um and then uh yeah so her fiance then comes to the door and she's like don't you dare come in here no well first first she's like wait for me she was like uh i'm just finishing up i'm gonna change um wait for me in the main what is it like the main main building yeah yeah uh and then like it sounds like maybe they leave but the the boyfriend the fiance comes back and he's like at the door and he's like hey sounds like you're using a lot of water in there and i was like so mad i was like leave her alone <laughs> stop judging her water seriously <laughs> what are you the water police <laughs> yeah Don't who are uh, you the part when he actually does come in though how she disguises the blood everywhere that just made me it's gross wince. it's it's gross and it's also the most absurd use of editing that you see in movies and tv where you're like oh my god th- that room is such a mess they're gonna know and then when they open the door they're already cleaning or they're already hiding it this was like a like i'm gonna say an hour jump she ahead was, almost. She, was, <laughs> she was in her underwear but suddenly she is wearing a dress and has like an apron on that's not what concerns me well i think that that's like she she had to do all that and clean up the blood and like the blood part is what's nuts well, still, both no, of those like, things, doing both of those things is, like, not, you can't, like... Anime time was in full effect here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can clean up blood, about, like, five, ten minutes. Well, I know? think also what she did, which was smart, was... So, so the way that she hit him was she rolled him up in a rug, put the rug on top of, like, what was that? A fridge, a fridge. Oh, that was a fridge. Yeah, I believe so. 
She gotta put, say, she's strong. It looked like a storage yeah. unit. I think it was a storage unit. I don't think it was a fridge. Because then she a moves food it. Storage unit. Whatever. And then I'm she kidding. she moves it. Like I don't know yeah, if you noticed a, that. It was like a dresser. Yeah. It looked like a All dresser. Right, she moves it. So the blood that was on the wall, I think, was covered by like when she moved the dresser. So like what was exposed, like what the was the the white on the the wall yeah. was clean because it was originally behind the dresser and she moved the dresser to cover up the bloody wall so that helps account for like there's going to be blood behind that dresser now but the clean the the clean that was behind it is going to be exposed but he bled all over the floor and everywhere it splashed her it landed on her like a geyser (laughs) yeah i know it was like uh, Mm -hmm. a dead alive that movie that Peter Jackson made with all the zombies. You all know what I mean, right? No. Well, just comical amounts of blood. Picture that. Got mm-hmm. it. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's extremely strong. And uh, yeah, I don't know why I would think this is a fridge. This is like her bedroom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's probably a dresser. <laughs> just some kind of clothing unit. Uh-huh. Um, Does the guy have a mullet, her fiance? I didn't kind notice. of. It's almost... He has some aggressively bad hair. Yeah. Even by JoJo standards. That's why she's, you know, cheating on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, I just want to look at someone with neatly kept hair. Bleach blonde, buzzed hair. Right. I want to date like a Cisco. Yes. You know? I love it when the booty go pop up pop. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, I was uh, spaced out. I was thinking about Cisco. Um, <laughs> so she, Happens to me all the time, dude. Yeah, she throws him up on the thing, covers that, and cleans up all this blood when he, because he, her fiance was outside being like, you know, I think I saw someone else in that room with you. Yeah, are you cheating yeah. on me? He's like, are you cheating on me? Or, you know, and he then he didn't say that. He He's says, like, is like, there someone else in there? I think there was someone else in there. I think I saw something. And, and then this is also, while this is happening, she's like, uh, no, I don't think she even responds. She's just like trying to sew up the head and like use a spoon mm-hmm. to like, uh, cauterize. Like, cauterize the wound and like doing all these things. And then finally she gives up and wraps, does the thing where she wraps him in the rug um, and moves it on top of that dresser and moves the dresser. But um, he's still bleeding a lot. Yeah. So when he comes in, she's facing away from him. She's cleaning her dresser. She never even looks at him. Ice cold. And uh, it turns out that he is still bleeding from inside the carpet, but she has like a straw or something in his head in the carpet. So she able, she was able to do this tracheotomy, not tracheotomy, like craniotomy while this was happening <laughs> as well, while he's about to walk in the door. Um, and it's just a tube trickling blood out of this corpse and she's just drinking it with her head up, uh, allowing the blood to fall onto her tongue. And she's crying too. I would be crying. How is she talking while going like, <laughs> oh, go, go, go. Yeah. I'm getting ready real fast. Um, yeah. And, uh, Magic. Yeah. Um, that that's the real it's yokai Jojo power. The the yokai lets you talk with your mouth full. Um, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> yeah. should not have interrupted you. You're getting ready." Which and then no, he, you're not. And then he just leaves. Like he's like, "Oh, okay." Which which also defeats something like that he said earlier. Because earlier he said, "Well, oh, your dad gave me the key so we could spend some time alone." And then when he gets in there and sees that she's just cleaning, he's like, "Okay, never mind." <laughs> well, because like, she boring. clearly she clearly was like, "I don't want to spend time alone with you yeah. right now. I want to get ready." That's Getting true. ready includes cleaning my room. By the way, um, you're gonna have to give me some time to mm-hmm. uh, put on an apron, clean the room, then do uh, hair, makeup, clothing. Um. So then it turns out that. Uh, we jump ahead in time. She did marry this guy uh, who rudely doesn't respect boundaries. 
and uh, she just dispo- disposes of the blood daily. She just leaves like right. a little jar to collect the or a big jar to collect the blood, and then she disposes it, disposes it each morning. Why even keep the body? Because of demons. Yeah, she that, could have just buried it. Yeah. Right. Why didn't she like just bury it? That must be the like because it has a hold on her. That's why she kept. Well, she does end up kind of liking him again. Yeah, but is it because of the demon like forcing her to? Maybe. Yeah, we don't see her like try to bury it, and then like it comes up through the groundwater, maybe or something metal like that. <laughs> yeah. Something really. I'm uh, wondering if she was worried that the ground would eventually lose the ability to absorb the blood, and then you would wind up with a weird corpse in a giant pit of muddy blood, and that just sounds like a bad time. That's true. What would happen if you burned the body? Uh, would it'd it be fine. Ble- the blood would put it out. <laughs> would it still bleed? No, I think the blood would would put out the fire. You can't like you can't burn water. I've tried. Hmm. Can't do it. Mm-hmm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so she just now she owns the estate. She's been married to this uh, mullet Tron uh, for a long time, and she's dumping out the blood. But then she discovers when she's cleaning one day because she's moved him to the closet that when she sprays his face with water, he looks young again, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't true for most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I wish that was true. Oh yeah, I would just be constantly misting. Wait, that's what they mean by moisturize, right? Yeah. Just spray water on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you got to stay hydrated. It really helps. Well, I won't do that. I like coffee too much. Um, and so she sprays water and notices that it makes him young again. And she kind of tenderly touches his face. And I have to stop you. Coffee hydrates you as well. No, I thought doesn't. it's a bad hydrant because I think it dehydrates you. No, it doesn't. Bit. That's a myth. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink more coffee now because well, it dries my mouth out and I go to the bathroom. I don't believe you. Where did you find this? Look it up, baby. I'll look it up um, later. (laughs) Everyone wait while I look up coffee facts. Uh, Yeah, so she kind of is in love with him. And I guess this is just here to like reinforce that she's going to keep him, you know, or that she still is in love with this body and will keep it. I don't know. Does Does she bone this body? I. It really implies that she did, mm-hmm. and uh, oh no! Pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, it weird for JoJo. No, but also I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're... I love this whole weird story. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. It's good and creepy. Um, I liked that. I heard. I heard Jackie. You made a noise when uh, the body fell forward, and we saw that it just had a hole in it <laughs> when he fir- when you first see that the golf club had pierced his skull. Uh huh. You were shocked. Okay. I liked it. All right. Well, okay, good. I don't know. I react to things. No, it was good. All right. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So uh, then is it just kind of jump ahead and now Rohan is like, anyway, my involvement in this story. Yeah. And now Rohan tells how like he he wanted to, he heard about it and he wanted to investigate. So he went over there Um, and then some guy was trying to sell him the mountains and he was like, okay, sure. (laughs) Right. I thought it was the guy who wanted to buy the mountains from him. Oh, is that what it was? I think yes. so. Okay. The little businessman yeah. wanted to buy the mountain from him. Okay. Batsudera. Yeah, wanted to buy the mountains and he had absolutely no interest in selling them. Right. Because of course he doesn't. He loves to refuse. We know that about Rohan. He's a difficult person. Oh, refuse Rohan. Um, and so, yeah, he's just like walking in the woods and this guy's like, why don't you sell your... And he's like, no, shut up. Uh, and then I, I looked down for a bit cause I was really busy, but this young girl comes up to him 
in, no. the, in, in the woods. No, what? but doesn't he first heaven's door someone? And the JoJo Wiki summary says that he does that to Naoko. Yeah, he does no. it to the little businessman, and that's how he learns of the legend. Oh, oh. I missed that. Okay, here yeah, it makes it sound he, like that he had learned about it. He said earlier that he learned about the whole curse because he had heaven's doored Naoko. Yeah. And then he ha- tried to heaven's door the, this other girl, and uh, that went wrong. Right. So this this little girl, um, so he knows about the legend, and he knows where the body is. Yeah, so he must have, yeah, he definitely heaven's doored Naoko, the girl, the main girl we've been talking about herself, because he knows exactly where this guy's body is kept. It but do we see that? A little bit. No, but he, sa- he says that he found out about all of this by heaven's dooring Nauko. Oh, so. uh, okay. I, I looked up and I remember seeing this, like, it's sort of a still shot and he's heaven's dooring someone in there and like upside down floating in the air. Um, yeah, I guess it wouldn't be like a, a local legend if it was like, I heard he's in the attic right above the bedroom closet or whatever. So yeah, he definitely got the exact. Um, so then he's walking, uh, checking out his uh, completely worthless land. He wants mm-hmm. to see the body, right? That's yeah. his intention. He wants to see that blood. And um, this girl walks by and he is... I don't, does he ask her about it? They have some kind of conversation. She, she's like, hey, a lot of weird people have been around, like coming around here. Like, who are you? What do you want? Or something. Like, she asks him some questions and then she runs away. Yeah, it was weird that she ran away. I guess she was like, I don't like weird people. She's like, people. mom and dad... Mom says I'm not supposed to talk to strangers, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's like she's apologizing for about to run away or something. Yeah. I'm not supposed to talk to you, so bye. And then he's like, wait, why are you running away? And then he like grabs her arm and then she just like trips and sm- smashes her head on a rock. And dies. And like start... Yeah, start... And like actually dies. So yeah. It's pretty fucked up. The fact that he managed to temporarily resurrect her with heaven's door well yeah what is that so heaven's door is in my opinion the most terrifying one of the most Mm -hmm. hands down terrifying and overpowered stands in the entirety of jojo and we would all be fucked if it weren't for the fact that rohan basically just wants to use it to write better manga (laughs) that's true very right yeah i would i would like imagine heaven's door in the hands of literally almost anybody else yeah. Yeah. One of the villains, or uh, maybe Jorno. He's, Giorno, he's too like self-involved to do any harm with it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I just want to work on my craft. <laughs> yeah. But I don't understand how it stops her from bleeding. Like, I I so, kind of get bringing her back to life by like filling her soul with like, I guess, literal like life. I think that it's from what i read it is that this is the yokai is that it curses you by having someone die and bleed profusely so he robs it of the satisfaction by being like i never saw you Mm. so i can't curse you or whatever oh that's clever and so it undoes itself and the girl did not break her head open and die um that kind of thing like this curse is like thwarted by him being like i never met rohan mm-hmm. um and so otherwise it would just be a girl bleeding profusely for no reason so it's like a curse to other people i mm-hmm. guess um it's kind of like the telltale heart right where this yes. guy kills an old dude but then starts to imagine or for real hear his heart beating under the floorboards the beating of his hideous heart beating of his hideous heart and he thinks about his eye uh and then he's like talking to some other dude and he's like, hang on a sec. I can't take this. And he digs up the body and the guy's like, whoa. No, I don't remember how it ends. I don't remember. <laughs> no, you got it. Edgar Allan Poe writing, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so, 
Yeah, so he, he thwarts the uh, blood curse yokai, the Mutsukabezaka, and then she just gets up and runs away, runs along, and he then manages... To, wait, what the fuck happens after this? Uh, he just... He, this is it, right? He just then goes back to... Yeah. Oh, he realizes that she must be the daughter of the two in the in the story. Yeah. Gross! That, oh, that's what you think? Oh, I thought she was pregnant. Oh, of course that, that would have been found out then. Never mind. I was going to say I thought that she got pregnant before he died, but then she would have been pregnant no, while with the, the new guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She boned that demon. Wow, good for him. You know <laughs> the, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Still it is good getting for him. it in from beyond the grave. You know? Yeah. Do you think she sprayed his whole body with water? Uh. She only needed to spray one part, baby. <laughs> All right. I wasn't sure. That's what I thought. Um, so, yeah, this daughter is like, uh, people are like, what's your nationality? And she's like, well, my father was dead and my mom's Japanese. Um, and I will curse you if you uh, trip me in any way. <laughs> So then, uh, yeah. I'm very easy to kill. <laughs> right. Very clumsy and my head is made out of eggshell. <laughs> so Rohan then is back uh, with the editor. We see him at the cafe. And then we just see uh, Koichi's uh, scissor haircut ass pop up. So Koichi's there. Okuyasu's there. Miki Taka's there. What's he yeah. doing there? Weird know. choice, but I like Miki Taka. Maybe they hang out with him I now. love Miki Taka. He's great. Um, and this is all added by the uh, OVA, as I mentioned before. Lots of fan service. Josuke is there too, but he doesn't say anything. Oh, is he? I love how, yeah, yeah he, you see just the back shot of his head, which is a relative running joke. I think that they took it from Rohan at the Louvre, where they also have that sort of thing, where, where Okuyasu's there, so is Koichi, and Josuke says nothing. You just see him from the back. Oh, yeah. He's just hanging out. He's yeah. thinking about balls. Um, hanging out. <laughs> going, on, going on hunts with dudes. Um, yeah, so they're asking about the story or whatever. Um, and is that pretty much it? That's pretty much it. Yeah, well, yeah. They And they also, I think Rohan asked Mikitaka, he's like, hey, so are you really an alien? Are you really an alien? And he's like, yes, I'm from the Magellanic Clouds. I up about like several mil- thousand miles above. Yeah, one and a half million miles above the Earth or and, whatever. And then he and Rohan's like, oh, this alien's boring or something. Like, why did he ask that? I guess he's just like, I don't know if this is true or not, so I can't really write about it. Uh, well, he could totally, yo, he could have totally opened up Mikitaka and found out, no? Can he read, can yes. he read him? He could totally do that. I he didn't, don't know. But then wouldn't it, if it's your memories, it could be that he just believes he's an alien and he's not, you know? Mm, it's true. Maybe. It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> you know, if you tell yourself a lie enough, it becomes the truth. Yeah. Right? It's the Costanza protocol. I felt, felt like I heard that in the X-Files. Oh. Like a UFO abductee was like, I told myself that lie so many times I believed it. This was the X-Files Seinfeld crossover. That's right. Um, so, I wonder if Rocky ever watched the X-Files. Oh, I'm sure. I feel like he must have. He'd be definitely attracted to that kind of thing. Uh, speaking of Araki, he has a author's note about Mutsukabe Hill uh, that goes like this. When I have to deliver a short story, the theme that always comes to mind is horror and youth. Mutsukabe Hill is a terrifying episode. By drawing this creature, I came to believe it really existed somewhere in Japan. What? <laughs> it really sucks. 
Besides, why this title, Mutsukabe Hill? I don't remember how I came up with it, and that scares me even more. <laughs> oh my god. So, <laughs> He's like, who wrote this? I love Araki's endless comments about having a bad memory. It's just, yeah. it's relatable content for me. Yeah, for sure. It, it's weird. I also have a combination of bad and highly specific memory. And like the things that stick in my brain, like JoJo trivia and like all sorts of stuff. But it's rarely things like I have a doctor's appointment. So like, Araki, oh, yeah. thank you for giving me representation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same way. I have no like understanding of time, basically. Like I've said this a bunch, that if things happen on the same week, like I don't really retain that information for some reason, but like numbers and facts and shit, they're they're all in there. Um but fucking yeah, he he, he kinda makes it sound like he wrote this while asleep or something. Like he had a weird dream, woke up and was like, What is this? Okay. Yeah, this works. Um but yeah, so uh, what did everyone think of this OVA? This I loved episode? it. Miles liked it. Was it was good. It was good. It Wha- was weird, but delightful, provided you like horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it felt like horror. Like a lot of a lot of the uh, Rohan one-shots feel like horror, I guess, actually. It was funny at the beginning, too, though. Why? Like his interactions with his editor made me laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because uh, his, like, his crankiness is funny to me. Yeah, his his crankiness and him just calmly being like, yeah, I just wasted a bunch of my money on these mountains. <laughs> yes. and uh, well, cause, I want to know, does he ever, like, is he okay financially? Like, does he have a home now? No, like, he doesn't. He lives with Koichi. Oh. He doesn't even have anywhere to work. That's why he, he was asking, he kept asking his editor for an advance. Yeah, I wonder if Koichi's parents are like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, why did you bring a grown man home? Yeah, this guy sucks. <laughs> he could have lived, he could have bought a little, he could have made a little shack on the mountain. He's probably super rude as a house guest. Oh, too. yeah. He's probably like, oh, he's- uh, Cheryl, this isn't how I like my coffee. <laughs> he's like, no, I brought my own bath towel and everything. Well, you should do that, I guess. I feel I guess. like considerate is about the last word that anybody would ever describe Rohan with. Yeah. Which, that's how you can be when you're talented and famous. You don't need to be respectful, right? I, I don't know. I think you also have to be rich to not be respectful to people. Mm, true. He's, he's definitely all, not. He's just, he's just such... A delightful asshole. Yeah. yeah, he's he's very nouveau riche. Let's say he's the best. I'm glad they made. I'm glad that they made all of these because he's such a funny guy. Yeah, I, I hope they keep doing these. I too. wouldn't be his friend. Wow, I don't. I he's don't not know. my favorite. I I like his powers, but he's not my and, and like the fact that he's a writer, but he's not my favorite person. I I like his desire or need to like learn a lot about certain topics because that's how I feel. <laughs> um, like I'll be at work and it's like some something of a technical job and I'll go hey what does this stand for and they're like I don't really know I never thought about it and then I just look it up for a good like and 30 now you seconds, know everything about it and I'm like oh so it's called this because of that and they're like oh and I think half the time they're like no one cares <laughs> we didn't need to know that that's why we didn't and then you write a manga about it exactly no I don't <laughs> nothing productive happens <laughs> um, do you want to know about whether coffee and tea are dehydrating <sighs> go ahead when you drink a cup of coffee or you drink a glass of iced tea, you are taking in a volume of liquid along with the dose of caffeine. Even though caffeine is a mild diuretic, you don't lose more fluid through urine than you take in by drinking a caffeinated beverage. Your body absorbs as much fluid as it needs and expels the rest. Oh, okay. So it's not like water would do better for you. Correct. So I can just drink as much coffee as I need. 
Yeah, you would probably be, vibrate. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> when I drink too much As coffee, somebody I, who yeah. really loves tea, I can confirm that if you drink too much tea in a single day, you probably will have a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I know. I love, love, love black tea, but then. You're... I drank four pots of it last oh, month, my God. and I have so many regrets. Oh, boy. You'll probably pee as much as that guy was bleeding. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like Mutsukabe Hill, but it's about pee. Which wouldn't be that off-brand for JoJo, yeah. especially if it was part five. Especially this podcast. Yeah. It's too much pee talk. JoJo's Bizarre Piss Cast. <laughs> Thanks for that. I uh, mean... Isn't JoJo just full of toilet humor, though? It is. Yes. Yeah, and part five is is mostly, like, Araki was like, I haven't done enough with piss. We can do an episode on that. We can do an episode on... No, we can't. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, I was thinking something we can do is, like, different themes, like, like themes that reoccur in JoJo's. Just do an episode just about that theme, like, uh, an episode just about, like, dogs in JoJo, or yeah. an episode about dads in JoJo. I think we could do one on toilet humor. Dogs, humor in JoJo. dads, and doo-doo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, well, we're not, we're not calling that anything. No. I'm sorry. But I think I think themed episodes would be good, or, or like, I don't know. They're good as long as I don't have to do a lot of research. Okay. Because I don't have time. Okay. I'm well, busy. Listeners, my favorite JoJo theme is crying. Crying? Crying in jo- like manly tears, or just no, like anywhere? No, me crying because I oh. read JoJo and it made me sad. <laughs> Nice. I have not gotten that emotional. I've over cri- I cried, but it was it was a bad time. Yeah, it was a bad time. I it didn't like. Time. I didn't like it when that happened. Um, anyway, listeners, if you can think of themes in JoJo's that might be good to have an episode just on that thing, write in and let us know what your ideas are. Yeah, keep recommending stuff. We won't uh, take your suggestions, but what? I mean, you can send <laughs> no, them we in. Might. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Um. Diane, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Um, thank you for inviting me. It was no problem. an absolute delight. Is there anything you would like to promote? Um, I'd like to say my Twitter is an absolute mess, but if you want to follow it, I swear I post good content along with all of the endless Joe jokes and whatnot. And, and where can we um, find you? Yeah, what's, what's your I, handle? I think we mentioned my it. My handle on Twitter is at silencedrowns. Like, it's from Epitaph, When Silence Drowns the Screams. Cool. And also, um, if, I can be, if I can be rude and say, please watch another anime, please watch Legend of Galactic Heroes. It's good. Legend of Galactic Heroes? Is that, is that like one for, from the 80s or so? Is that an older one? Yeah. It's, it's probably the best anime I've ever seen. And considering how many of the artists I follow for that franchise suddenly started posting a ton of giornos when the anime uh, got adapted i think that if you really like jojo there might be a bit of a lot there and this hmm. this is this the one that's like pretty homoerotic i think uh yeah there's some gay in it yeah okay so th- we could talk about those those um that bridge between jojos uh and and this the gay one. bridge yeah the rainbow bridge there you go <laughs> the rainbow bridge we'll put it on the list all right. Um, yeah. yeah. Again, Diana, thanks so much. Um, we'll let you know when the episode's out. And yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Good. Bye, listeners. Goodbye. Oh, no, I was going to give us a minute to close out, but close out on what? We're we're done. That's it. Oh. Cool. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.
that dress so scandalous And you know another nigga couldn't handle it So you're shaking that thing like who's the ish With the look in your eyes so devilish uh, You like to dance on the hip hop spots And you cruise to the cruise like an actor dot Not just urban, she liked the pop Cause she was living la vida loca She had dumps like a truck, truck, truck Thighs like what?